Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome back to the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my co-host, Scouse Andy. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. It's an (laughs) exciting day today, man. It's an exciting day. Um, It is the happiest day of the year. Well, it will be once we get the final white smoke coming out of the the (laughs) chimney over there in Minneapolis. But, um, But yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But obviously at this time of recording, it's about... What about twenty past three Eastern time in the afternoon? So it's still they're still in their meeting at the moment. I think uh, the owners' meetings. So, but this is see we can get and see how we go. Bang on, yeah. Let's see how it goes. You'll have to just keep scrolling Twitter to see if uh, there's anything happens while we're recording. But yeah, a little bit of news this week. (laughs) Just a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, Obviously, today's the day um, where potentially Josh Harris. Buys the commanders. I know he is there. He has turned up in Minneapolis, and so has Dan Snyder's lawyer. So they are they well, are course, there at the of moment. Of course, Dan obviously. Snyder wouldn't show up. Look, funny. So I know I heard saw an interview with Jerry Jones earlier saying it's going to be a momentous day for the NFL. Um, it all looks good. I mean, we've heard earlier in the week this week that the um, all the regulations and the bits that they were talking about from the finance committee have been ironed out. Um, and it was all good to go. And it's had the sign off from the finance committee. So we were edging a step closer. We found that out on Tuesday. And now here we are on Thursday, the 20th of July, hoping that this is the final day that Dan Snyder will be in charge of what is now the Washington Commanders um, and this franchise as a whole. Um, it's a momentous day, really, mate. I mean, genuinely, what's your thoughts over it? I mean, you've been here longer than I have over the last 20 years. It's just one of them, isn't it? Where we're, we're now, we know we want him gone. It, we just need it signed, sealed, delivered, don't we? To be fair, we've wanted this guy gone for probably a good 10 years, to be honest. We just didn't have a chance that it was ever going to happen. So you, you kind of lose faith, you know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so today's just going to be party time. As soon as, soon as soon as this is done, I mean, as I keep saying it's going to be dragged along again, but I hope not. I hope it's all going to be signed, sealed, delivered. By the end of today, I think tomorrow over in the States, there's a um, like a fan rally type thing going on. And I've heard that Harris might be actually going to it. So maybe he might do his main initial like main conference there, maybe. So um, if everything goes well, that is, which I can't see it being a problem with the NFL owners. Um, oh, getting rid of Dan, let's face it. He's bad for business, isn't he? Let's face it. So and they all, all they give a shit about is business and how much money they make so um but yeah but from from our from our point of view mate it's just it, it's been a long time coming and I just cannot cannot wait to start a new chapter do you know what I mean it's just I've just had enough of, I've had enough of it I can't I've lost so much that kind of like what's been looking for motivation kind of anger towards so I've just kind of become like empathetic it's like mate I just need this guy gone I just there's no more there's no more hate left in me for him do you know what I mean you just become numb to it, don't you? So, I've hated him for so long that it's just like, I haven't got any hate left, you know, he's run out. So, um, 
But yeah, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I've wanted this day to come my entire, pretty much my entire uh, fandom. I mean, the last two years have been an absolute struggle, you know, from from absolutely everything off the field is just taken over. And even now, you know, we saw a tweet from Kaim earlier who was crediting um, a journalist a while ago saying that one of the former owners is um, is actually still trying to to sue the team for ten million um, because of defamation around the leaked emails and all that sort of stuff around John Gruden and it's just like Jesus Christ. So John Gruden's trying to is trying to no 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 he's not but someone who obviously was one of the former owners is suing for defamation um, of character so yeah not good so that's still more headlines that we don't need to see but at the same time it's just I mean for the last two years it's been awful really really awful I mean the depths of despair hasn't it I mean uh, but now I've got to think positive it's a new chapter it's basically like getting the team back do you know what I mean it's like finally we can we can come under out of the shadows of having the worst owner in sports you know no one can ever now say I I think this guy's got the worst worst owner in sports sports. he's probably the worst owner in any any franchise of anything ever you know what I mean you know worse than Mackey's worse than whatever (laughs) do you know what I mean this guy's just the worst like there's, there's nothing there's nothing positive that you can say about him in any way he didn't bring a championship to us. We never even got to a Super Bowl with him in charge. Um, is as you know, his win loss record is god awful. I think mm-hmm. we're like, you know, I think we, I think we've lost sixty games more than we've won. Now, as in like in the differences over the last twenty years, twenty five years. So, um, you know, the the guy's a jester. He's a court jester, mate, and he just needs gone. He needs to be gone. Yeah. Like, I've just read somewhere on Twitter here, mate. Another possible spanner in the works here. I saw Paris. that. Yeah, did you see it? I've just seen that from Kaim as we're talking. Yeah, I'm seeing that there. So you oh, go ahead. You tell the tell no, the public. No, mine's not of Kaim. Mine's of some other dude called Seth. <laughs> yeah, but, I've seen uh, that there. Seth Wick. Seth Wickersham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An attorney for Dan Snyder's told the room of owners and executives today, the day of the sale to the John Harris Group will be approved, but there are still some unresolved issues around the Mary Jo White report and what will be made public. Yeah, and Kimes retweeted and quote tweeted that, and he's put on White will be updating the owners on her report today. Well, she's already, I've heard that she's in there with them already. She's in there now, yeah. Yeah, yeah is what, so. I've, what I've heard, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, so. But to be fair, I mean, I understand from from an owner's to like kind of understand, kind of get a gist of what really went on. But do they really need to know? Because let's face it, they're voting Dan out anyway. So, there's not. It's not like you need to convince these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously, this this obviously this report's going to be really bad for Dan. Just really, yeah, abso- absolutely. It's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious, but I just don't get why they want her to tell all the other owners about what's been going on when really it's 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 a Dan problem. It's an internal problem. You know what I mean? And Dan's gone anyway. He's going to be getting voted out anyway. I mean, unless there's a fifty fifty split. No, no chance. Owners. This is well, this is a unanimous be. decision. This isn't it. Why Let's be she, honest. Why is she in there then? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't kind of understand that one. Uh, you know, to throw more shit at Dan. We know Dan's a scumbag. We know he's going to be gone. We know he's going to be voted out. So, so what's the what, what's the what's the end game of Mary Jo White being actually in that meeting with the lad with, with those owners? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't kind of get it. 
I think it's maybe just to tie up the loose ends of everything around this investigation and this report. She's there to say, this is what I've found. This is what it's all about. Before we make this public, we want you as owners to understand it and to to digest it and come out come well, learn from any, it or something. Yeah, don't, don't yeah let maybe. Under your yeah, watch. And, and look at and look maybe. at questions that questions that may come from it. You know, and how to maybe not how to respond to the media, but I would cert be certain that some sort of agreement between the NFL as a whole and the owners around how to respond to this, you know, especially around the media circle that's going to be there. I mean, you know, every every journalist or media worth their salt will be in Minnesota right now. I mean, I'm looking back at that, what I was talking about just before there. So it's it's come out from um, the Loudoun Times and it says ex-Washington Commander's executive Jason Friedman is suing the team and, and an attorney for $10 million, uh, alleging they deflamed him, uh, defamed him even, um, for testifying to Congress that the team withheld money from the season ticket holders. So that was what it right. was about. So, so that was like a so so that's more like a Dan Snyder smear campaign on him. Yeah, absolutely. Make yeah. him look really bad when he's the guy who actually came out and said, Hey, you're doing some naughty shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly but, that. And he's yeah, he, he doesn't he's lost, he's lost his reputation. Yeah, I, t- Correct. I, I, yeah. I get what you're talking about. So yeah, it's fair enough. But, but see, this is the problem. You see, Dan Snyder's gonna get a lot of this. All these guys is. the woodwork. Because he's already done this to many people before over the years, man. You know, he's threatened people. He's blackmailed people. He's even blackmailed the bloody NFL themselves. You know, if it is PowerPoint of all this shit that he's got on yeah, set. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, this is why I can see why Dan's going to drag his heels with his lawyers. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you better save my ass from being sued by anybody else to do with the team. And that includes that Friedman guy and these other guys that might come out the woodwork that we don't even know who they are yet. You know, those things, this is going to be an ongoing thing, you see, and Dan knows it. And he can't be asked being, even though he is quite a litigious guy anyway, but even he has had enough of being in the court, in the courtroom and, and his lawyers in the courtroom, you can tell. So it's like, you know, it's um, it, it, it's a tough one because the NFL probably not going to give everything that he wants, if that makes sense, so... I mean, this is what we go boils down to about this indemnity, doesn't it? And indemnifying him against future litigation yeah, um, around the, this around is why the Dan's team. Always dragging his heels, isn't it? So I don't think, although this is a momentous day, and I don't want to be negative on this day, absolutely not. Um, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic day that this is going to happen, and we're getting our team back, and so many people are going to come back around the table, start supporting the team again. You know giving it their all for the for the team, which is going to be fantastic. But this is going to drag on, as you said. There's going to be little bits here and there. There's going to be people coming out the woodwork. There's going to be litigation about this. There's going to be this lawsuit, that lawsuit. Maybe that's why Mary Jo White is there, to try and say, look, let's tie this all off. This is what's going to come out of the woodwork. You know, yeah, these but, are the sort of things what, you can what, find. What would, what would Robert Kraft do for him? Well, true. Yeah, I know. I know what, what you I mean. mean. What but, would it, what would okay, it do? That's to do with me. See you later. You know, so... I mean, I just don't. I, don't, I mean, I understand it probably giving everybody an overview of what's been going on there, but those owners don't really need to know that. If that no. makes sense for me, it's like that. That's somebody else's. It's like house, isn't it? It's like ten houses or twenty houses. Whatever happens behind those four walls is kind of yeah your responsibility, not my responsibility. I'm I'm ten doors away. Do you see what I mean? So, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you see, see what I'm kind of trying to get. I at? Do, yeah, you know, it's kind of a. 
If your next door neighbour's drug dealing, it's your not It's nice to know some dodgy shit going on there because, okay, mate, it's a distance. But it's nothing to do with me at the end of the day. And I'm not voting them out, so it's not like it's... Oh, it's going to change my vote in any way, you know. So I, I just, I just, don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get it. To be fair, maybe they just think that because they're in a privileged position, that's what they're going to do there. I, I don't. Well, yeah, know. and it might be I a scare know. tactic. Look, man, we've seen this under Dan. If I see it anywhere else, you are all going to get sliced and diced. I mean, fair enough. If that, if, if that's the, the plan for it, then fair enough. That's it's worthwhile having them listen to it. But if not, then nah. I just, I just don't think. I just think it's a waste of not a waste of time. As in the report, I don't mean that. I mean waste of time going to the actual meeting and telling all the other owners about it, you know? Agreed. So Tony Wheats asked a question on this then, Scouse. Cheers, mm. Tony. Thanks for your question. It's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek one from the Oracle, this one. He was saying, is this the best day of your life? <laughs> I think think carefully here, Scouse. Think carefully, lads. Well, well no. No. <laughs> no. Um, right I'd, say, I'd say no. I'd say no yet, Tony, you know, because I say it's, it's still not done. It's still not... No, I'm always I'm I'm you could call me a pessimist, but I call myself a realist, you know. Um I'm, I'm with, with dodgy people like Dan Snyder and how many lawyers he's got and how much money he spends on these things. He's always gonna be kicking, he's gonna be he's gonna be going kicking and screaming, digging his heels in as best he can. He's gonna cause some more shit before he goes. This isn't this and this day this day, until I see Josh Harris out there with a big like uh, you know, a big, you know. Uh, a live conference saying, yeah, I am now the owner and blah, 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 blah. I, I'm still not believing it, honestly, because I just know that, that you know, I don't want it kind of shocking me if if Dan Snyder somehow gets out of it or or causes some more grief to, 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 to delay it or whatever. <laughs> check, you know. check bounces. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I didn't accept, I didn't find, I didn't get that check in the right time frame, so it bounced. Sorry, guys, I'm staying. You know, oh my God, that'd be just the worst thing ever. So, <laughs> You know, uh, that'd be the yeah, best in my life. See what I mean? So, <laughs> so from my angle at the moment, I mean, you know, and I know it's like it's done, everyone's saying it's done, but until it is done, it isn't done. See what I mean? Yeah, I, I have to see it physically in yeah. black and white. I, I press, need to see press release from the commander. Yeah, we are now the only big yeah. live TV. That's what I need to see. I need to see that before Agreed. I because Dan Snyder, as I say, he's always he's digging in again today. His lawyers are there today to dig more heels in. So, you know, it's just, yeah, just, just fuck off, Dan. Just go away. Just leave us alone. I love man. it. I love it. I love it. Go and buy Tottenham Hotspur. There's a team down there. Yeah, yeah they, they need to be stay there and stay that. Stay the way. Do you know what? So there is genuine, genuine rumor that he is going to buy Spurs. I mean, can you imagine being in Burroughs shoes? Well, Shout problem. out to Burroughs. But yeah, I mean, oh, like to think that was the case. It would just that'd be just awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'd see him. I just hope he doesn't come by Liverpool because obviously we're kind of half on the market. You know, there's, so. a small, there's a small League One team in Cumbria. You know what I mean? If he fancies investing behind the scenes, but yeah, no, I don't know. I wouldn't even go. All the women there, mate, have got no teeth, so there's no point. <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> six fingers, yes, but no, yeah, not, six not, fingers, not, not teeth, no teeth. Man. You know, one eye. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So you, you know, Dan Snyder only only, only does is these good looking women, doesn't he? So That's I don't it. think I mean, uh, there's no. Well, I want to know is, is how does 
how does it get sorted there then? I mean, obviously they do the, do the vote, so they'd vote on it unanimously, most likely. I can't, I mean, whoever abstains or goes, no, I'm voting against. I mean, can you imagine it? They are on the shit list. To be honest, um, I'm like, what the hell are you doing, bro? You know I mean? Exactly that. We've been wanting this guy out for like the last two years and trying everything we possibly can to make him sell. Now it's being sold. You're going to go, no, nah, it's all right. I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm happy, um, I'm happy for him to stay. Um, the, <laughs> No, fuck off, bro. <laughs> but then does it like wire transfer after that? How does it work? Is it like the nuclear codes? Do you know what I mean? Like, how does it work? Do they just go, yes, here's a shake of the hands. Welcome to the club, Josh. Um, make sure probably we're... something similar. Yeah, yeah probably right. something like that. And do they, do they, do they like the sign, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, do they just like is it is it like when you're at football signing and soccer and you're you're there with your pen and your shirt ready to go? Or is yeah, it you know actually, like, actually real real pen with real paper rather than some yeah you know, blank paper that you see the professional footballers sign? Is it like an NFL Picture, draft where the no. commissioner rolls out and goes, Here's your shirt? You know, I, mean? I, yeah. I don't know, or is it or, or, or do uh, they sacri- sacrifice a goat or something like that? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they're all in the big hoods. Maybe in Turkey they would. Maybe in Turkey to do that. Yeah, the, the, the Illuminati. Oh, does, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We're just hoping and hoping and hoping from the news perspective of what's happening with Dan Snyder. There's another little bit of news this week then, Scouts, will move on to, which is that the NFL Madden ratings have come out for 2024. I mean... Hmm. Am I bothered about it? Do I play it? No, not at all. I'm not a gamer anymore. Uh, I did used to play it when I was like, you know, a teenager and and, and early, maybe early twenties when I was, you know, living on my own. But right now, yeah. So when you were single in your time, you mean? You mean? Yeah, that exactly. One? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but right now, it's it's not on my rate in my wheelhouse. It's not on my radar at all. I don't do it uh, in any way, shape, or form. But the team overall has got a grade of seventy eight, um, which is obviously. A fairly middle of the lane. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I, think, I, think, I think that's a low ball. I think that's a low ball. But to be fair though, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a slight bias, obviously. But so I think uh, that brings us out as 25th overall um, in ratings for teams. That, the thing is though, if you, if you just go off our ratings from last season, you know, as in like where we finished in the in the overall NFL. I know we finished bottom in our division. I get that, but you know, we were literally one game away from the playoffs. We had a a, a mid you know, we had a mid-season, you know, 8-8-1, eight, eight and one. we had a mid, we won as many as we lost type thing. And th- that to me, you know, if 99 is the best, like the best you could possibly ever be, you think we should be a 70, a 78? Nah. No, I mean, like, I think we should be like like early 80s, like 82, something like that person. I think we've got low-balled a little bit. Not massively, because, you know, we'll say we need to start winning a few more games to get up there. But, but from an overall team perspective, especially with the... The rookie, um, I think the quality of the guys we've got in this year in the draft as well. I still think we should be in the early, like you know, early eighties, eighty two, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this here, and it's it, it, some of these ratings are great. I mean, some people have been absolutely justified in what we think they are, and them two we'll, we'll talk about now. So Jonathan Allen, he came up a ninety two rating, which was uh, fourth overall out of all DTs. I think yeah, they've done him go well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can agree with that one. 92 solid. Um, and then the other one that's really up there as well, which was also a 92, was Terry McLaurin. Now, if you believe what what we've always asked that question over probably the last two or three seasons is, is Terry a top 10 wide receiver? Well, in the according to Madden, he is. He's eighth overall out of all wide receivers um, with a 92 rating. And to be honest with you, yeah, I think that's about right. That's, I mean, what that's you, nice. 
That's a nice. Well, I think yeah. that's a, oh, I say another valid, you know, valid rating, valid kind of, you know, yeah. Is he a top a top ten receiver? Yeah, he is top ten receiver. You know, his ceiling is a lot higher than that. I think he can be a top three receiver personally. You know, at his highest, but obviously he needs better QB play. So I understand where he's at. He's made the best of what he's got and what he's had. Um, and yeah, I th- again, like I think it's, I think that's solid for now. I think I think that's a good um, rating for him. Again, you've nailed it there, and you took it took it exactly what I was going to say there. You have to look at all these wide receivers and think to yourself, what have they got throwing? You know, what have they got? So Jamar Chase has got Burrow. You know, the wide receivers out. Tyreek Hill had Patrick Mahomes for how many years? Now he's got to, now he's got an offense that's gimmicky. He's got Tua throwing to him as well. All and he's quite accurate, you know. You look at his accuracy, two is quite mm-hmm. accurate. So Diggs, um, you know what I mean? He's he's like number two, he's the second best wide receiver in the NFL on there. Diggs, he's had what, you know, Josh how Allen, many seasons with Josh Allen? Uh, you know, Adams is up there from Las Vegas. Okay, he's had Derek Carr, but it was his college quarterback, so they've got a connection already there. Don't but before forget that, he's one season with that's him. That's what I'm saying. But before that, that you've had oh, so, there you go. You know, know. There's the goat, do you know what I mean? as well as he is now. And you think to yourself, well, okay, Terry's had what 12 quarterbacks yeah. to, to throw? Yeah, Terry's had 12 quarterbacks, and not one of them's better than Taylor Heineke. Uh, do you see what I mean? So That's shocking, isn't it? Standard, it, is, it is, yeah. The standard of QB play we've had has been pretty dire, man. And and that's and that's the thing, you know. And, and he still produced 11,000 uh, yard seasons. He, he he missed out, um, one season to get a thousand yards by about like. Eight yards, yeah, it was like nine hundred eighty or something, on it. Yes, and he was, he was so close to getting a thousand yards, but he got injured and he was out for like That's two right. games in that season, and he would have easily have got it. And and they've been they've been the first quarterback for sorry, the first wide receiver, in the first four seasons in the NFL to get a thousand yards each. He would have mm. been the first guy to do it, but obviously he's got three out of the four. That makes sense. He just needs to get more touchdowns. That's the problem with Terry. No, yeah, he, he's a yard master, but he's not get. He doesn't really get more than say that five, six, seven mark on the on the touchdowns. He needs if he needs to get that. But a better QB play, I think you'll get a lot more. Another player who came out quite well on this was Kendall Fuller. Um, he came out with an eighty-eight overall. He was thirteenth on the list of cornerbacks throughout wow. the NFL. I mean, uh, he, he was not. He, he wouldn't push the top ten for me. I, I actually don't. Yeah, rate I think him it's that a stretch. High. I, I think. Really don't. He probably he probably got that rating because he did play well kind of second half of last season. Now really well, you know, high level. Um, and I think that's probably the main reason. Um he's very cerebral, do you know what I mean? Um whereas he has to be because he's not lightning fast. Yeah. So is you no know, he should be able to read the play, how it develops, and he is very good at that. He's very very he can think quite quite clearly and he kind of reads it very quickly which again definitely helps his game um i would i bought i would what would you call him a top 15 cornerback i would say top 20 possibly i mean, pushing, I mean actually yeah, you're pushing top 50 i mean you know you're pushing it so being 13 i think is a little bit high for him but yeah i agree with that happy days you know he's fair play he's getting some love and then we've got Jerome Payne. Uh, he's on an 83. You looked at this earlier and you you used to straight away, that's a low ball. He's yeah, 11th overall. Um, that's, a low ball. that's a low ball off yeah, that I many. Agree. He got 11 half sacks last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, And he's not even... And, and he's technically defensive tackle number two. And sure enough, you, if you look at these ratings, I mean, again, it's a game, so we're not going to take much off. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Donald. What's, game, Aaron, what's Aaron Donald on? A 98. I mean, come on, man. You know and I mean? he's been injured for most of the last season, and he's not yeah. obviously not at that level anymore. 
So he should be dropping down if you're going to be realistic with these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. I mean, talent-wise, sure, he's still got all that, but he's getting older and he's had a lot more injuries the last couple of seasons. So he's not going to be a 98. He's going to be, you know, mid-90s, low-90s. You know, but you're saying, you're telling me that Deron Payne's like 15 points lower than than an Aaron Donald that's been injured the last couple of seasons? Not for me. No, no exactly. For me so no. for me... Payne should be about 88 minimum, I think. I think he's low-balled by at least five points minimum. So there's three who were quite low-balled who we looked at and we thought, oh, this isn't very good. So we've got Cam Curl was on an 83, not even in the top 25 safeties. Joke. Absolute, absolute joke. I mean, the, the kind of... Um, it's getting a lot of disrespect to them, isn't it? It's getting a he's lot. disrespected because he's probably playing in places that he shouldn't really be playing. You know, like the Buffalo Nickel. Mm-hmm. He can do it well. And Jack Dovial loves him playing there, sure. But the thing is, because he's 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 doing things like that that aren't really a yeah, it's not really it's a safety, but it's not really a safety. See what I mean? Like kind of this hybrid type of weird thing. What metric do you go off? Do yeah, you know what true, I mean? true. Do you go off all these no. numbers? So what do you do? Do you stick him as a free a pure free safety, which I think he could do, even though mm-hmm. I do think it's best. Suits as a strong safety, but he could play free safety because you say he is that good. He can play in all three of those spots. But the idea is he needs to be a, a true specialist in one area now to say, look, man, and look how good I am because I'm plumbing his best position because that will get him the high, the, the more love and then obviously the higher ratings he'll get over the next couple of years. Well, we knew this was going to be the case, didn't we, Scouts? Because last week we had a look and ESPN came out with their rankings on all of the different players around. And obviously ESPN had asked coaches and um, executives from yeah, NFL scouts, and scouts and stuff. And not a single person even mentioned Cam Curl. Not even an honourable mention. Nothing. No, no, no. no. And you just think, wow, and okay. It. And is it like, is he being a victim of his own success as such? Because he can play very well in three different areas when really these other guys that, no, you mentioned on these lists, they are like true, like top dollar, but in one specific safety position. Do you know what I mean? They either do a strong safety or do a free safety and that's it. You don't play anything else. You know what I mean? Rather than possible linebacker, possible Buffalo nickel, possible a little bit of free, possible a little bit of strong. Do you see what I mean? It's not... I mean, I think he's been the victim of his own success because he is so versatile. It's funny, isn't it, when we talk about Cam Curl because, you know, I heard Logan Paulson talking about, and obviously he's quite close to the team, obviously does the stuff for the team on YouTube. Um, he was on Kyle's podcast. And I think that's where I picked it up from. And he was talking about Cam Curl and he was saying to, you know, he doesn't think he's he's, he's going to get anywhere near top 10 safety money. And I'm like, okay. So he, I mean, he I, mean, I, mean I, I would actually think that he would actually know more about it than most people because, mm. you know, one, he's an ex-player, obviously a lot smarter than we are in, in, in these things, but but also that he sees, he sees Cam Curl every day. See, I mean, he, he should know that this guy is, is just that good. He's that important. And he, should, and that's what, he did say that. He said that is important to our team and the way that we play and our secondary is absolutely important to that. He's essential. Um, but he's more important to us than what the league sees him as important, which would mean that will drive his price down. So but This is what I don't understand, because if we have a top five or top six defence, like technically we're meant mm-hmm. to in certain metrics, yeah, Cam Curl doesn't get any love. And no. he's so important and so, you know, the main guy that makes it all tick. But yeah, and that's a top six defense. 
And you're telling me he can't even get in the top 10 as a, as a safety anywhere, or even top 15 as a safety. No, it's it's just yeah. it's, it's just another low ball, another disrespect, man. It's constant though, isn't it? And, uh, and hopefully now we get a new owner and this will change. You know what I mean? The, 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 the narrative so. around the team will change. Uh, well, three others... will, because there's no black cloud hanging over us. Correct. It's a brand new three... fresh start, you know. Three others who were really disrespected, in my opinion. One is uh, Tress Wade, the GOAT himself, the best punter in the league by miles. You know, perennial pro bowler, he's, he's there. I think he's got two pro bowls, doesn't he now? He came out with a 79. Um, I mean, why is that man not 99? You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's, he's immense. Um, Sam Howell. I mean, yeah, we could talk about it till the cows come home. A 66. Yes. So he was actually oh, lower than every a rookie NFL quarterback that came in the first or second round. So what even um, <clears throat> yeah, he's lower than he's lower than Will Levis. He's lower than Will Levis. Yep. So sorry, whoever made those Madden. I don't know. Who, I don't know who, who works on Madden. I don't think it's. I think it's, it's, I, I think it's Chad Ochocinco. I think well, he's actually. He's uh, obviously he obviously beats the Washington team, you know, because that that's a that's a disgrace. Now don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of you know, not or maybe doubts or maybe just kind of well, we don't know what he's really like because we've only seen him one game. All right, fair enough. But he shouldn't so he shouldn't be like a an eighty or an eighty-five mm. or high up, like but he should be, you know, mid seventies. So for example, for context here or something like that. But CJ Stroud was uh eighty-two. Bryce Young was CJ Stroud. Yeah, Bryce Bryce Young was an eighty-three, and Will Levis was a seventy-seven. Will Levis, mate. Will Levis won't even play for about three seasons. Oh, and Anthony Rich Anthony Richardson was an eighty. Again, this guy's arm just... awful, mate. Yeah, Howell's got, got a better arm than than Richardson by a mile, as an mm. accuracy. By a mile, way better. I mean, athletic, the... athletic wise, okay, yeah, you know, you would give a Richardson the the the, the um. Oh, the speed and the dual threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can, I can the, give no. you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the dual threat type of style. Fair enough, but. But how isn't how isn't a true scrambler slash runner type? You know, he only did it last year in his in his, his college career because he had to because he had no actual protection. Um, but that's not really his game. His game is to be really a pocket passer. Really, that's his main game. You know, he's mm. about short to intermediate routes, and he's got a good deep ball that he throws out on occasion. You know, so hit them with a surprise deep ball, and that's how he gets. That's how he gets his, his points that way. So, I mean, the different different type of quarterbacks. But the thing is, for me. I'd put I'd put Howell up against CJ Stroud right now. I mean, I like CJ Stroud, by the way. I do really like CJ Stroud. I thought he might have went number one over Bryce Young because of his height, but fair enough. You know, Bryce Young went went number one. You know, and they're both good quarterbacks. But the thing is, Howell's, Howell's at their level right now. No, if you really want to call it, I think Howell is at their level right now. I probably would, and I, I mean, you mean no, even say like, well, you even he... say they were above him because Howell's on his second playbook. He's got to learn, you know, yeah. he's learned, he's had a season sat behind, so yeah, he knows I mean, what you, it's you, like. You want to call Howell a rookie again? You could because he's played one game in a different mm-hmm. system, in a brand new system again, just like what these two lads have got now as well, that they're NFL teams. You know, so, so if you want to call it that they're on the same level of experience, fine, you can do that as well. So the same level of experience, but for me, if Hal came out this season with, and he had a good college season last year, he he went in the first round as well because he would he would have went ahead 100%. of Will Levis. I'll tell you that now. I know he went second round, but he'd definitely be ahead of him, hundred percent. 
So yeah, I agree. I agree completely with you. But again, so, disrespect that, and also the unknown. I think that's the that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. The but the unknown though is CJ Stroud and and uh, you know uh, Bryce Young because you don't know what they're going to be doing. I mean, are they going to light up the league straight away, or are they going to be god awful? Nine out of ten rookie quarterbacks are god awful. Nine out of ten, they are. They make mistakes. That's what they're there for. Starting from rookie straight away, first game of the season, we'll do a full season. You don't really do that well. They're very inconsistent, which is understandable. They're still learning the game at, at this level. Um, so you know, even Pat Mahomes, he didn't really start. He, he did exactly what Sam Al did. And he played the last game of his first season, and then he then he ran with it after that. After Alex Smith left and came to us, actually, and that was it. Um, but but he had a great mentor there. Do you see what I mean? So. Um, and obviously Pat Mahomes ran with it and how good he is. So most of these good quarterbacks, mate, they don't come in first round, first minute of, of starting and, and be world class. They just, they just no, don't. They don't. They Josh don't. Allen wasn't like that, was he? Josh Allen, no, he, he took no. two seconds to get any good. You know, Rogers four years on the bench before he even had a chance to start. Tua wasn't brilliant in his first season. I mean, no. and then he got because he was injured. That bad it wasn't he? Remember that bad it? Yeah, yeah, he, the hip, yeah. From, and, um, then the, and then the concussions injured. and everything else. Yeah. Um, Joe Joe Burrow, you looking at Joe and saying Joe yeah, he looked the injured. best of all, but then you got here, Chase Young, yeah. tore his ACL, he was out for the season. You know, after about a week, I think it was six or eight or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, but basically, you know, he looked okay. He looked like he had it. Like you can see what he was like. You no, know, it's mentally you can see what he was doing and all that. But he he got injured. So again, you know, you don't know how good his his full season would have been. I mean, who Trevor did, Lawrence was awful the first season. So. Who? Trevor Lawrence, he wasn't yeah, very good was, the first was, season, was he? As well, yes. Yeah, so, so, because these guys need time to settle, they need games to play, they, they need a, they hopefully a good coach who can who can actually mentor this guy to become better and become, you know, more poised. I think I think a lot of college quarterbacks aren't very poised. I think that's the big one because that is what you need to be in the NFL when you've got these big three hundred pound rushes trying to hit you as hard as they can. You know, it, it, it can be it's a scary position to play. You know, it really is. You align these other guys, these guys you know in front of you aren't as good as these rushes. And you're thinking, I need to be able to stay in the pocket. I need to be able to read my three or four reads and deliver that ball before it gets smoked. And it's it's hard. It's it's and when in college it's it's not as like as you don't really see that every game because you only see Oh yeah, this team have got a really good edge rusher here, or this team's got that. But that's all they've got. It's like one or two games you might get like that. Not sixteen, not seventeen, not eighteen games that you might need to play in the NFL. You know, so um, and and that's why that's why the QB struggle. I mean, if you give them all day, they'll they'll, they'll pick you apart. But like any good any any NFL quarterback will do that though. If you give them enough time, they'll find the receiver. Absolutely. Open, no matter how bad they are. Rex Grossman could do it. You know, <laughs> John Beck could do it a little bit if he had, if yeah, he had like yeah. six seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, you know, all these NFL quarterbacks can can do it if you have got loads of time. It's when you got two seconds where you're going, how fast your quick decision making is, and how fast your arms and and you know, the ball's got to be gone before you get hammered. So, well, that's well, speaking of that, have you had the speed of it, mate? Speaking of that, have you had any chance to watch any of the uh, Netflix series Quarterback? Have you watched I actually it yet? haven't, no, mate. I've not actually watched it. Oh, chance. wow. Oh, is wow. any good? <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Burroughs was like, I've this heard is a load reviews, of, Burroughs like, this is a load of shite. Um, I mean, two things it has to, well, three things really that I've got from it is the episode two, where Kirk Cousins goes back to FedEx Field. That is pretty awesome there's like a, a one and a half minute segment of it where it shows you fedex shows you dc there's a bit of hype music in the background it proper got me going i was like yes i can't wait till september now um but yeah it does show you how hard 
these QBs get hit very quickly. Oh my God, Jerome Payne is an absolute animal. Uh, it was it was disgusting. He got he absolutely hammered Kurt, and Kurt was like, yeah, he couldn't even breathe. Yeah, he couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, just tapped him on the ass, Jerome Payne, and goes, "It's all right, brother. You'll get up." <laughs> It's <laughs> just like wow. I mean, the, the yeah, man, beatings, you know? the absolute beatings that they're taking is this just... is the NFL today, which is quarterback friendly. I mean, honest, yeah. honestly, just imagine I, the guys I, oh, wow. twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. You know, the guys were getting their heads literally knocked clean off, and it was legal. Yeah, well, under the, the um, like that, you, know? Uh, you know the the under the uh, the knees tackles have gone. You know, what I mean, that's all all, all outlawed and. Thankfully, that's that's but it's hard, isn't and... it? Because if you're you're trying to hit a quarterback, really, you want to hit him hard because you want to let him oh, know yeah. you're there. So you know he's scared next time that you're going to come near him, which is understandable. But you can't hit him in the head because a penalty. You can't hit him below the knee again, penalty. And, and, and you can't, can't lie on him, really. Yeah. And you can't jump on them as in like yeah. if you hit him and you can't land on him either. So it's kind of like you know nowadays, as I say, I mean watching it in the, like the nineties. Quarterbacks, man, they, their heads were getting absolutely KO'd. I mean, they were getting like crowns of the helmet in the face, yeah. full, full blast, and it wasn't even a penalty. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just insane. It's definitely gone the, the other way now. It's gone a bit. I mean, don't, I love the rough and tumble. That's what really got me into the game in the first place. When you start seeing, like, wow, this at full speed, man, is unreal. And you hear the the, the sounds like these guys yeah, the making slaps, and, like, the, the, the slaps, and yeah. Bang, oh. and the helmets going bang, and you go, wow, you know, these guys are hitting each other. In full power, I'm like running to brick walls after Honestly, time. Just no, it's uh, crazy. I'll in- I'd encourage you just to watch that second episode and just you'd be like, okay, cut the bullshit, the bullshit behind like Kirk and his, you know, and then Mariota. That's one other thing that came out of it. Mariota is an absolute bell end, you know, from start to finish. <laughs> I mean, that guy just just no work ethic in him at all. Awful, awful. Really? And um, and Patrick Mahomes' wife is as woeful as we think she is. Just it's just uh-huh. an awful. I mean, nice enough lady, you know, at home, but just awful personality. You know what I mean? Just, just oh, she hangs awful... out a lot with his brother, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Yeah, he was, he was always there as well. He was always there as well. But just, but he's just awful... a Klingon, isn't he? Yeah, he's he... well, exactly that. Klingon, a Klingon. Like Klingon too. So Patrick's, um, you know, coattails and he is, doing yeah. shit like dancing on. I can't believe he still got away with that dancing I on can't. Sean Taylor's number on the floor. I know, I know. That he should have got chinned. Just... Yeah, I mean, if I, was, if I saw that and I was in the crowd in the front row and I saw that, <laughs> I'd have run over and tried to chin him. Okay, I'd have been thrown out. But I would have tried to chin the cunt. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the yeah, day, man, just, that's a yeah. pure disrespect. Absolutely. Yeah, TikTok and all that. I'd have, have tried to kill him. Not good. So, but I would say I enjoyed it. It was worth it was worth the few hours that it was on. It's ten episodes. So, if you want something to watch while you there's no football on, it's worth it's worth giving it a go. To be honest with you. Um, Kirk obviously on there as well, showing a lot of respect to Santana Moss and you know people um, still within the um, w- within the the, uh, the organization, which was nice to see as well, which is good. Um, we've got some fan questions then, so we'll we'll get into them before um, and we'll we'll wrap this up because we're all waiting for that decision um, to to come. And the first one here is from Tim Town, and we're going to go to. So he said we're seeing several players this week say that they'll sit out due to salary issues. What do you think the, of the idea of a fixed cap with rules on how to distribute it after the season, based on some sort of criteria? That would be that would that be a good way to make sure the players get paid the most? 
Now, for me, I've looked at this and I think it's down to the running back position has just been absolutely completely devalued. I mean, you had the Philadelphia Eagles running back saying that the Philly fans are just basically trash. Um, and then you had... Yeah, well, um, yeah, he's it. not lying. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Saquon Barkley saying, basically, I could say F you to the Giants. Yeah. I could I say F you to I everybody. Thing, yeah, that, that's I think that, that was being taken out of context a little bit because the interview yeah, did he was... say that he, he, could, he wasn't he could sure if he was going to do it. You know what I mean, yeah. and 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 he was like, I don't want to hold he out. To prove but a I am point because he's one of the guys who could actually prove a point, saying, "Well, you know, if, if I don't show up, well, then you're going to find out how much you miss me." Do you see what I mean? So yeah, so yeah. I, understand, I understand what he's trying to say. I mean, and you know, and and I get it. At the end of the day, running back's position is is the one that is probably the shortest in career, really. Three and a half years on average, scouts. Yeah, three and a half so, years. Unless you're like do these two. Unbelievable, you know, AP or you know some of these guys that Derek Henry, stuff. them sort of players, yeah. Of years, you know, most of these guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a fact of life because they no, they put in their bodies. The ones getting smashed up the most. So, um, so from that respect, I understand what what rocket the what um what the running back guys are trying to do because end of the day, their best years realistically are in their rookie contract. Correct. Yeah. So they won like so if they, unless they went like a B. John Robertson who went like an eighth overall, it, which most running backs don't nowadays. They don't go that high, no matter how good they actually are. They, they go like late first or second round, third round. They don't they don't go in the first round that often anymore. Um, and because as you mentioned before, it's been it, the position's been devalued. Now you're you're getting those type of quality guys cheap on the rookie deals, and then they don't want to pay them afterwards. Yeah, because it can that's just like, toss them to one side. Abuse. That's like throwing the guys away and saying, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, we can get another guy. Yeah, you can get another guy who can run the ball a little bit or maybe you can do some bits of what the, the really class. Running back you've got, it could. But in general, show, show them the love. You're showing the quarterback ridiculous money because it's a quarterback-driven league. Well, let's get back into kind of, you no, know, they still use the run game. Mm-hmm. So why so so why why has that been devalued so much? Like, yeah. I understand it should be devalued a bit because it is a quarterback driven league, like I just said. I saw the receivers and the quarterbacks are going to be getting the bigger money. Okay, that, that's that, that that's just the way it goes. If we went back to the nineties, you know, the running backs were getting paid more than anybody. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So because it was such a run heavy game with a few quarterbacks doing this and that, so it was a completely different game. So I understand why, like the OG Simpsons, you know, those type of dudes at that point were getting the pay ridiculous. You know, your Barry Sanders, those type of guys, you know, elite. Could work, you know, could do it for seven, eight, nine years, uh, and they got paid well. But it's a different league nowadays. But I still think like you still got to show them the love, especially if you're seeing somebody's, you know, back backup quarterbacks on eight million a year. Oh, I mean, look at well, that's what know. I mean. Look at Dalvin Cook still hasn't got a team. What? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about here? these guys. That's the problem. You see, like he, he's available because. He, how much was he going to make this year? Was it something like twelve or thirteen mil? So there, thereabouts, yeah. A cook, and they were like, "Oh, that's no, too expensive." But how good's Cook as a running back? Unbelievable, yeah. He's I know. A running back, but yeah. I understand he's getting a little bit older. They're saying, "Oh, a bit more wear and tear in the body." He's only last another couple of years, so they don't want to pay out. But to be fair, what they should do, really, they should just fully guarantee everyone's contract, like they do in baseball, basketball, 
That would be a good that answer would, to that, Tim's that question, would change, there, wouldn't it? That would change everything. That would change everything. Um, then you know, players won't just won't just be discarded because it's still going to cost the money to get rid. You know what I mean? Rather than just trade assets, it's actually going to be and, and this fake cap type of no, because it is, isn't it? I feel it's a myth, it's isn't a fake it? Cap. Mentioned, yeah, yeah. you know, oh yeah, well this year you can't spend ten mil because you, you cut that guy. All right, yeah, but that you still got that ten million in the in the bank at, at the franchise. You see, I mean, you just can't spend it on a player. See, what I mean, yeah, whereas I if just... you guaranteed it, if, if everything's guaranteed for every player. Then yeah, you can cut him, but you are still going to lose. The, but you, as a franchise, you're going to lose that money, not just uh, in the cap. That's so- a great idea. I mean, the other one I was thinking of is you could have almost like salary bands, if you like, where you've got players and they 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 come to an agreement for different levels of talent around levels of different um, things. So let's say, for example, if you're, I don't know, Sam Howell, um, and you look at Sam Howell and you say, right, well, you can own. The top guys earn the top money, but you've got to be within 40% of the top earner. So you're only going to get like basically 60% of his money as a maximum. Um, and, and you'll you'll move up through your contract um, as, as it starts. Then you've got but guarantees, actually, that, as you said. Is that just said. because of I, an extra year of experience? Or is it more, if you hit certain numbers, you can go up to the next level? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That would be something you'd have to work out, wouldn't because it? That's the problem then, isn't it? It's like, well, you need to throw 5,000 yards this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh shit! So what you gonna do? You gonna start gunslinging it, and then you can start making more mistakes because he wants more wedge. So, so there's, yeah. there's pros and cons to all these. things. Of course, um, there is. But, but I do yeah, think I we mean, need to have some sort of like salary regulator, if you like. More, I mean, NFL's brutal for that. I mean, oh, it really, it's, it's not just that we say it's a business, but it really is. And you know, it's what have you done for me lately? It's not like how good you were two years ago. It's like what have you done for me last week today? What have you done for me? And if you've not but, done anything, or you, you fat, and they go, oh, you're not worth that money, you just cut you. But don't get me wrong, we're, we're all the same. The same we're, we're, all, we're all the same, Scouts, couch GMs. I mean, I'm sitting here, what, five weeks ago saying, oh, does Logan Thomas get cut? Oh, does Kendall Fuller get cut? We're all there. We're all saying the same thing. Yeah, things. but if all, the, if all these contracts were, were, were actually guaranteed. guaranteed every time. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We, wouldn't be, we would not be having that many just conversations about being guys being caught. Especially guys with bigger names with bigger money, you know. So, you know, it's um, I, th- I think it sh- it should be the way to go with it, man. It really, it really, it really is because I just think it's unfair on on the guys. At the end of the day, these guys are the one of the one percent, like you mentioned before. These guys are the one of the one top one percent of the top one percent who get to the NFL. That's you know, it. and and some yes, some guys earn shitloads, and other guys earn virtually nothing, and and it's. I'm not saying this. It, you, know, you should only pay equally. I don't don't get that at all. It's like how good you are. You should get paid well. Do you know what I mean? So, but you know, I just think I just think like if you could do that, if if you could actually make a change like that, like try and bring something in like that, that would make a big difference. I think for it. massive for difference. Great question, Tim. Thanks very much for for telling for giving us that one. We really appreciate it. That's got us quite thought provoking. So thank you for doing that. Um, we've got quite a few here from Canada. Mike, as always, keeps the pod rolling. So he, says, do you, he says, "Do you think Washington have been easily easy to defend against generally over recent seasons, uh, and more play action is needed?" So from a defensive point of view, um, yeah, you know, when, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think. I think we have been easy to defend against as in yeah, our offense. We've got, you know, we have a 17 points a game last year. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. That's really, really bad. 
especially with the talent on our team. Okay, yes, quarterback, yes, we get it. You know, the better your quarterback, the more chance you're going to get more points. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? But you still need quality players around the quarterback. And we've got the quality players, but we couldn't produce shit. Why? Quarterback play. But the biggest one for me is Scott Turner's play calling. He doesn't know when to he doesn't know when to actually use play action, for example, or he doesn't know when to use the vertical throws or you know, all those type of things. He, he, he's, he's very situationally poor. He's very poor awareness, you know, of, of what it needs in that game at that point. And it's going to it's gonna change this year. It will. It will change this year. We will get more points on the board this year. But from last season, yeah, man, we were too easy. We were very stale. You knew for a fact, I mean, everyone could call it. We're going to run the ball first. first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First play of every drive was a run every single time. It didn't matter. Like obviously, if, if us, us like knobheads here can actually see it, you reckon the pros who actually you scout you all week are not going to see that. that. That's all you do. So but, obviously, the defensive already onto a winner, aren't they? They're already knowing what you're going to be doing. You're so predictable in your play calling. Yeah, so absolutely. you know, so you absolutely killed us. So you know, um, so yeah, definitely right. And what's the second part of the question? So that was it. You're saying are we easy to defend against generally? Yeah. And do we? Would yeah. you, would you think more play action is needed? More play action needed. I mean, you've got to establish the run game to be able yeah. to use play action effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it'll depend on how good Sam is with the play action. Actually, you know how much can he? You no know, quarterback sell. Quarterback and running back sell the play action. Like this is why Kirk Cousins is really good because he actually really does sell it well, and he tends to be at his best in play action. Um, because he sells it well, the running back sells it well, and it works quite and it works well and it does work well for him. So if 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 Sam could do anything like that, then then great, you know. And we do need a little bit more of that, but I just think we need to be not balanced. I just think we need to be more inventive in what we do. Mm-hmm. And 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 I do think that Eric's on the way to doing that. You know, he's bringing some of that Kansas City flair with him. I think, and I think we, it's going to make a big it's going to make a big difference. Um, so is it just purely play action we need? I mean, yeah, I think a little bit more. Especially if but you gotta get that run game going first. You gotta you gotta smash these guys with, with Rodriguez and, and B Rob. You've got to smash these guys with them first. And then when they're tired and thinking, oh no, some more of this, then we hit them with the play action. Um so it should be used more, but not all the time, if that makes sense. So we need to be kind of keeping it balanced, but also just inventive to just 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 shock us with certain plays sometimes of wow. Where did that come from? You know, those type of things. That's what, that's what we need to see. Yeah, you're, you're right there. I totally agree with you. So he's also said here, having watched quarterback, do you think the play calling could be simplified for the QB and still be relatively successful? I think so. I think you've got to try and simplify it for your quarterback. I think it all turns around to the playbook and the play design and the calling comes down to what you think your quarterback knows and the intelligence of your quarterback. You know, they, we, we've got to try and really use Sam Howell as a rookie, as you said before. He's had one game, small sample size, don't necessarily know where he is. We know he's got all the intangibles to do that, but simplifying things, easy. How he learns it in his head is fine, but I think it's down to the individual. At the end of the day, there's only 32 people who can play this game. You know what I mean? Starting, um, obviously, you know, there's backup quarterbacks. But if Sam isn't good enough to learn this playbook or have the intelligence to learn it himself, he is going to get taken out. And Jacoby Brissett is in here for a reason. 
Now, I don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. But we know we have a reliable guy behind us who can win you four, five, six games, possibly over a season. Maybe he's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. But if you've got a simplified QB, a simplified playbook, you've got a more expansive playbook as what you've just said, bit of dink and dunk. You know, I want to see kind of more like the Alex Smith style quarterback play, not where it's like, oh, it's it's absolutely scripted that it's going to be dink, dink, you know, and then it's all right. Now we've just made third down. All right. It was boring to watch, but my God, it was effective. You know what I mean? It was effective. Well, I'm not and we... at that point. Yeah. I mean, he, he got us a winning record. Correct. Not many QBs here have done that. So that's um, what I'm saying. But, but for me, I think I think Sam's. I think he's more than a game manager, which is what Alex Smith is. Let's face is, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I say I love Alex Smith, but he's um, he's definitely just a game manager. Um, makes the right decisions most of the time. You know those type of things. Doesn't really give it away. Doesn't really throw too many picks. Those type of things. Now, for me, it's um. Just, just, repl- just, just say that question again, because I think it kind of... Yeah, so having watched quarterback, he said, do you think the play calling could be simplified, oh, yeah. simplified for the QB yeah. to be now, successful? The, the problem is, is that you're right in, in a way where you say, you know, the player, the quarterback, you know, it, she, she should push it to what his IQ is. You know, can he mm-hmm. handle the play call, how long it is, how short it is, whatever, whatever. However, the problem you get... If you simplify it too much, the other players in the huddle don't know where they're going to be. Yeah, Got that's it, yeah. the problem. So, because that's the whole point of the verbiage. So, it's like, for example, you might say 22 hot rod, for example, and that's only part of it because it'd be like 20, 20 different words, right? But what those are saying is, why receiver's got to be here, got to be doing this route, that receiver's doing this. Do you see what I mean? So, it, if you don't do that, those receivers don't know where they're going to be. Does that make sense? So, you, you've got to kind of it's like, yeah, you want to make it as simple as possible, but you've also got to be able to get everybody on the same page. Um, and 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 in the huddle, that's where these these receivers know. Like for example, I think the way it was with Scott Turner was that it was QB's thing was first, and then it went to the running back. Obviously, the verbiage changes, and obviously the running back hears what they're looking for. If that makes sense, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Same with the receivers, right now. This time round, I think it's like the, it's completely changed. So it's like the receivers get theirs first, the running that's back, right. and the QBs last. You see what I mean? So, so those things are kind of like intertwined. So that's why that's why it's so it's so weirdy the West Coast offense because it isn't just one receiver doing this; it's three receivers. That's why there's three words for the receiver. Then there's two words for the running backs. Then there's one for the tight end. Then there's one for protections. You see what I mean? So that's why it's such the such long play calls. So do you remember, um, uh, you haven't seen it yet, but obviously there's an episode within Quarterback where it shows you Pat, Pat Mahomes talking to Andy Reid um, and the, the, they're talking about the implementation of new plays and he's going through this new play. Oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And he's, he's talking about the verbiage of the play. And then right. afterwards, he, Mahomes talks about it and he says it was a play for Andrew Wiley. So Wiley was the it was the eligible um receiver. Yeah, he was the eligible lineman, um, you know, down downfield. So he'd yeah, gone out. We'll see to, he catch it. Yeah, yeah. So do you remember it, yeah. mm-hmm. do you remember the one where they did the ring of roses and they went round and round and round and then they came out of, of the Oh hover. yeah, yeah. That was actually that, for yeah, Wiley. Yeah. That was for Wiley. Um and it was called right, okay. it was called it had Pikachu in it, was the word. And everyone right. was like, well, why has he got Pikachu in there? And he said it's because Andrew Wiley collects Pokemon cards. 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so then everybody knows. Oh, that's the play for Andrew Wiley. Wiley. Okay. Yeah, that'd be yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's Again, that, that. You have yeah, to change that so. as well though, because as soon as somebody knows that, the defense hears Pikachu. Yeah, and I think they just put that in. So Wiley wasn't even in the huddle. He was already on the line, set, ready to go. And the rest oh, of the okay. team had gone round and round in a circle. And as they went round and round in a circle, Pat Mahomes got there, realized Wiley's covered up. They've noticed it. There's a there's there's a deep there's there's a defensive lineman pointing at Wiley, and he's like, "Shit, we can't run this play. We're gonna have to think of something else." <laughs> so obviously, then it became a designed run, and away he went. But yeah, it's it's one of them where you go, "Okay, right, I understand how difficult this game is." Oh yeah, I mean, this, this is why quarterbacks do get paid the money because of course, it, yeah, this it, tough. You know, I mean, do you remember? Um, do you remember when the cousins were still? Our quarterback, I think it was like this last year in in the in the uh, Washington squad, and um, basically he did like a little mini tour of the UK along with Neil Reynolds. And, oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Remember yeah, that? yeah. But I actually went to one. I actually went to one in close to Liverpool. Um, he, he did one up there. I think it was like Birkenhead Way, so up like kind of the other side of the water. Yeah. And, um, and I actually the went wo- Wally back land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. I actually went to it. It was interesting because he said, "Yeah, give us a an idea what a play call would be." So we go, okay. Then it was like, honestly, literally, I think I counted eighteen words. Eighteen words for one call. I almost like everyone said, my everyone's mind was blown because we just think, oh yeah, you know, fifty goals or whatever. They're all easy play calls like that. No, they're not. They're nowhere near that. Um, and that's it because all those things account for every player on the offense. It's about like what what other teams going to be doing when they hear their word. Like you mentioned, Pikachu for Wiley, they'll hear their word and go, "Okay, yeah, this is what I need to be doing for this play." See what I mean? And that's exactly. how, and then, but there's just so many different people you got to do for, and then protections, and then maybe even audibles before they even start. Before you, like you know, you mentioned Pat Mahomes, he had yeah, to change absolutely. it up. Audible again, you see. So all those things. That's why Peyton Manning was so great because. He, he would audible all the time because you'd see him right at the front straight away, even without the huddle, you know what I mean? And he'd be there like, yeah, okay, just set up for this. And then you change it to Omar or whatever, whatever. You know, and, that, and that's how it works. So um, that's why that's why they get paid the big money. I mean, we get that. Of course, you know, that's that's of course So next question then. On a scale of one to ten, one being it's never going to happen, how likely are we to wish that we still had Dan Snyder in 10 years' time. And one and one's um and one is no one chance. Is, it's never gonna happen. Well, what's zero then? Never, 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 never gonna happen. It's a zero. I <laughs> think you would have to be million, to be fair, mate. I mean, t- how do you get lower than a snake's belly? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just Adam yeah, and... <laughs> There's nothing. Adam and Eve and all that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly that. There's nothing lower than Dan Snyder, honestly. I mean, this guy's got zero chance, and no one's going to come back and say, oh, I miss Dan Snyder. Even if, even if, um, you know, Josh Harris is a nightmare. No, say he is a nightmare, but he's still not going to be as bad as Dan Snyder. Exactly that. And and because it's such a big consortium, the others can take over. So yeah. if Josh Harris becomes a nightmare, Mitchell Rails is there, Magic Johnson's there. Yeah, he doesn't have to necessarily type thing, couldn't he? And kind of overtake. Yeah, exactly um, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, no, that's definitely a Dan Snyder. I mean, as soon as this is all gone, we won't be none of us will be talking about him ever again. It'll be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. And it would be fantastic. So another one here. He said, "Do you think that with all the practices going on and plays 
with a simple playing with a simple shuffle pass rugby style could be utilized more in regular plays than only when it's desperation time. So I think he's watched too much quarterback here, Canada Mike, and he's looking at Pat Mahomes shuffling <laughs> yeah, passes forward. Yeah, I mean, that is just Patrick Mahomes off the cuff and, you know, the sidearm throws and he's working on all that. For, for me, that's not really what I want to see Sam Howell doing. You know, I want to see consistency and I want to see him yeah. knowing the plays, knowing the row, knowing what the wide receiver's route tree is going to run. I want to know, see that he's worked on his mechanics, that his legs work, that he's, you know, and it, what is good to see is that how in this off season, in this last week or so has had every wide receiver out there and every running back and a cup and tight ends. I mean, you know, they're, been, they're training. They're Florida, all training together. They're all in Florida training. They're all in Florida training. And that's great. That's fantastic. You know what I mean? so, now it's a new offense. We need to learn it. All the players need to know their role in it. You know, so I mean, um, yeah, man. I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice if we can be anywhere anything like Mahomes. But as you say, you know, forget this rugby style shit. I mean, I mean, yes, you know, <laughs> we both played it. We both played the game. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah, we are. What's yeah, about? Yeah. But the but the and you played a higher level than I did. But the thing is, though, it's like. The, the obviously everyone's the players are in totally different positions, aren't they? It's so difficult to be able to pass the ball or throw the ball sideways like you would do or, or behind to your player because yeah. the team just aren't set up that way, no, you know. So it's uh, that's why it's so difficult to do laterals and actually get you know true kind of penetration and getting touchdowns. You know, you see it once in a blue moon that like you see you seem to see the that. Miami miracle and all that sort yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah you know. crazy like that, but you don't see that often because it's not no. the way that. The teams just aren't the guys just aren't in position to be able to do it, and most of the guys can't throw the ball like like a quarterback can. So if you're stuck on the right wing, for example, with the ball, and you need to throw it like into the middle, you've got no one next to you because he's moving twenty yards the other way because that's yeah. what the route was. And what are you going to do? You're going to throw the ball. Okay, you might try and throw it like a quarterback, but like throw it behind behind. You better have a good arm to be able to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Before yeah. before the defender gets it and takes it for six. You know, so it's um, yeah, it's it's very difficult to be like that, really, and and we shouldn't really even try and practice that type of shit, really. That's just no, I wouldn't have thought. You don't so really either. want to be in that situation and that's desperate stakes. So it's the NFC Championship game, and we're thirty twenty five down against Dallas with three seconds on the clock, third and goal. If we if we're all sat in a room together, me, you, and Burrows, can we come <laughs> up with can we come up with a play that gets us to the Super Bowl? You said to me beforehand, quarterback sneak. <laughs> and I thought, that's it a really depends. good shout. That's a really where, good shout. Depending, you mentioned you mentioned third and goal. Like, where are we? <laughs> you know, are we on the one yard line? That's third and goal? Yeah, uh, let's just say we're on the one yard yards? line. Let's just say we're on the one yard line. Well, if you're on the one yard line, they're probably going to be thinking QB sneak. You think QB, but you'd also think it as a defender. Yeah, true. QB sneak as well. But uh, then you've got to think to yourself and hope that you're. Offensive line is stronger than than their defensive, their defensive line. That you line. can smash it. You can but don't forget, though, they've got the linebackers coming in as well. I know you've got the running backs, but again, it's like, man, you know, at the end of the day, There's not much there. It's a better blockers than than running backs. It's simple as that. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, man. I think you could either go, you could either go a slant, a QB sneak, yeah, or you, you could go slant. You know, uh, mm. like one step, two step drop and gone straight away. But but it, I think maybe like a I'd probably come up with a bootleg play, to be fair. Nice. Yeah. Come up with a bootleg play and a throw to the opposite side. So if you walk to the right, throw to the left. 
you know, as, as long as your QB's got the arm, like which how does have the arm. So that's what I'd probably come up with. Was it Get the Pacheco? Was it the way and leave and say uh, Logan Thomas on the left, or yeah, 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 or like, sorry, Turner on the left, and just get the ball up and get the ball in one on one with the DB and say, "Go get it, boy." Was it the um, Isaiah Pacheco play in the Super Bowl? I don't know if it was Pacheco. I can't remember who it was, but it was in the Super Bowl and they drew it up and everyone pushed forward expecting a sneak and he whipped it out to the whipped out to the right hand side. And he just trotted That's in. Right, it was gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe something like that. It was McKinnon. You're right. It was McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so something, something like, like that. that. I mean, you know, obviously, with bootlegs, you know, you, some guy, you know, if he, the QB's too slow at it or the play doesn't, you know, it doesn't develop too quickly, then obviously, you know, there's a high chance of a sack or, or you know, a throw away. But, but in general, yeah, that's what I go for. So last question then, and thanks, Canada, Mike. I really appreciate you sending in your usual 10 questions. You keep this podcast rolling. So big <laughs> shout out to you, mate. Thank you. We need to get you on the show again soon. But um, yeah, thanks for that. Last one of the day then for us then, Scousies. Hog on the Mountain has said, we had a top five defense last year with almost no help from the offense. Do you guys feel EB and Hal will score enough on enough so that the defense can pin its ears back and continue to ascend or will we fall victim to the plexiglass theory and fall back to mediocrity? So are we seeing a decline? Great question, in the, uh, um, Yeah, it is. Are we seeing a decline question. in the defence, or what, what's your thoughts? I mean, from personnel, from defence, the defence, I think it's going to be better than what it was last season. However, we are taking on a much better quarterback and a much, a much better teams offensively. Yeah. Um, so... That can negate the defense quite a lot because that happened to us a couple of years ago. We had yeah. like a top, I think we had a top three defense about three or four <laughs> years ago, and then but we had an easier schedule. Then we played the year after we played all the best teams and we got absolutely battered. And our defense was something like twentieth. So, and 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 most of the guys were still similar type of players. It wasn't like we lost all our defense or whatever. It was just we played against better quarterbacks and better wide receivers. Because playing against better teams, you know, um, which is obviously this season's going to be the same thing. We're taking on better teams, taking on better quarterbacks, better wide receivers again. So, so I think there might be an element of a dip, but I don't think it's going to be massive. You know, I th- but I, and I do think that the the offense are going to definitely going to score more points. They are. It, it's it's just it's just a no brainer. The the teams the team on offense is just too good. Especially with a play call and now with like EB, I just think we've there's enough there. There's enough there to be able to get you know the average 20, 23, 24 points a game. I think mm-hmm. now that's only we have a seventeen. I mentioned earlier, maybe we have seventeen points per game last year. Unless your defense is number one, you're not winning many games. I mean, we did well to even win what we won. To be yeah, fair, agreed. I mean, we could have had three or four other wins. We mentioned before red zone problems. Yeah, and we did. We did say that, but you could have. You but could argue it the other way as well. Teams, so they're going to score more points. You know, our defense will keep us in games. I can't see us being blown out by anyone, but our offense has to score more points. And that's and the average has got to be at least a touchdown a game more than what we averaged last year to give yeah, us a I, chance. To speak to, to I agree in. with you completely, Scouse. I think having that extra touchdown, I think EB will bring that and so will Hal. As we've said many, many times on here, we don't need perfection at quarterback. We just need to see a top 20 quarterback. Yeah, we just need half-decent. That's all we need. Yeah. And then if you get in a half-decent play from Sam Howell, 
you know, we, 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 we've discussed it, 33rd and 35th quarterbacks in Taylor Heineke and Go. Carson Wentz. Awful. Not even as good enough for starters. Oh, I know. Sorry, 35th and 37th. I apologise. And then, um, so it's even worse than we thought it was. If you get in, you know, top 20 QB play out of Howell, you're going to get that extra touchdown. And as you said, that converted in last season into four extra wins. Now, you could argue the toss and you could say Mario made a fuck up, you know, when he was throwing it for the Falcons. And I, I've, I've watched it back and it is an absolute fuck up. Um, and then obviously we've intercepted it and, we, and we've won. I mean, he they were driving. Us I don't understand yeah, why but they were driving to win that game. So you think to yourself, okay, they've probably snuck one there. So does it even itself out over the season? Probably. Did we get lucky in Philly? Potentially. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of. There's no, lots we were lucky in Philly. We dominated that game. Mm, we dominated that. That's a game we dominated in Philly. I mean, that was a game we we kept Hurts off the field. We dominated. We, we imposed our will. I think that's one of the games that. I think we weren't lucky. We dominated, even though, and um, we got yeah lucky with the the last the, the face last... masks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean like you know, we and the last play where he kneeled the down. The last play yeah. where the guy threw it backwards, and obviously our guy picked yeah. it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but either way, we deserved we we wholly deserved that win. That that was a dominating mm-hmm. game. We just ran the ball down our throats all day. We're going to run the ball. You try and stop us, and they couldn't. That's why they after they finished us, they got two guys in straight away. Dominic, That's true. They did, yeah. Dominican, Dominican Sue, Dominic wasn't it? Sue, yeah. And another guy as well. Um, was it Linval Joseph? Was it? Yeah, he was a big boy as well. Yeah, big yeah. boy. Yeah. Joseph's a massive guy. So he got them two guys in to stop the run because they knew that people were going to watch us and go, okay, we'll just do that then. Yeah, but exactly. he changed it straight away, which is fair play to Harry Roseman, you know. But but the but thing I mean, is, going back to going back to that, I mean, can the defense pin its ear back? I think there'll be a little bit of aggression. I'll be perfectly honest with you, like you said there, and you've nailed it again, Scouse. It's it's about the schedule and about the quarterbacks and the teams that we're playing. Don't forget, we have had a top five defense on some of the metrics. That's great. Most of the, the NFL would say not really a top five. You're probably talking eighth there or thereabouts, but definitely top 10 defense. Do I think we'll probably be around there? I think we'll be around about eighth, maybe even top. We will be in the top 10. Definitely be in the top 10. But these teams have got better around us. And that's the problem you've got. Everyone's got better. I mean, we've got better on the back end, but does that translate into what you're going to get as an overall defense? I don't think it does. Yeah. I think that's it's a- more so on the the D line, you know what I mean? It's where it sets. Yeah, what I, th- you I have. think you're right. I, th- I think you're right with that. And, and obviously, I didn't, one bit I didn't mention was about the, the, the bookends. It's kind of with the bookends, you've got. Jack Del Rio likes these guys to have a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. Got to set the edge. They've got to try and rush the quarterback. They've got to play within the plan and the scheme, which is not as simple as, yeah, Vontez, just go, just go and run after the quarterback. You know what I mean? There's a lot more to it. That's why Chase struggles. Montez is yeah. better at it because he can do a lot more. And but, he's got the athleticism but, to but do that to give him speed. Production's low, though. You see what I mean? Like, if, if you're looking at a rush, edge rusher, you expect sacks, you expect pressures, all those types of things. Now, the problem is, if you've got DNs that in, in a certain schemes like ours, Jack Del Rio's defense is like that, it actually, we have to set the edge. We have to do this and that as well as trying to do, to try and catch the quarterback. You see what I mean? So it, it it's a bit different. And that's the reason why we don't have a, a guy who gets us 18 sacks a season. Not because he's not talented. The guys are talented, but. They've got a lot more responsibility 
than what other DNs have in other other schemes. Do teams. I think it? Do I think it drops off? I do think it drops off. I agree with you. Um, absolutely, Scouts, totally agree with you. But at yeah. the same time, it's I do just think obviously that... taking on better players. Yeah, I mean, it... our defense is good, but they'll they still. If you give these guys enough time, they'll shred you. It doesn't matter. But what I do want to see, and I hope, and I hope, <laughs> this is a big hope here. This is me being the eternal optimist. Is that when you are when you have someone like Sam Howe and you have EB taking over the offense, if we've got that extra touchdown or we've got a 10-point lead, it gives Jack Del Rio the opportunity to say to them bookends, as you said, just fucking go for it. Just fucking go for it. Dominate yeah. them. Do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Rotate players in. So you could I mean, take the rails off them a little bit and say, you know, of course. Take the rails off and say, go for it, you know, just go all out to try and get the quarterback. You know, maybe, I know, maybe if I know we have a ten point lead, like you mentioned. But sometimes though, Jack Del Rio is quite safe though. He is, yeah. He because he's, at the end of the day, his, his scheme is mostly zone or off zone, mm-hmm. off man type thing. Do you know what I mean? So uh, he does like to play a lot of lot of kind of you know cautious type of play, um, with the odd, you know, safety blitz once in a blue moon. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just one of them. You know, it, that is kind of game. You no. Know, Keep everything in front of us. Don't get burned over the top too much, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, so it would be it would change from Del Rio style, though, if you said to Chase and Montez, "Hey, just just get after them," and everybody everybody else plays zone. You know, it's um, it's a little bit different, you know. And I think the other maybe, thing I think if he's got the players, maybe 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 he might change it up a little bit. Who knows? The other thing I do think here as well is um, to answer Hog on a Mountain there is that. You solidifying the back end here with Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes. You know, if we if Emmanuel Forbes has anything like the takeaways that he had in college in his first year, you're getting a short field for Sam Howell. You know, we're not saying go and get pick sixes, but you're running it back. You know, you, you you're gonna get further. How many times over the last two seasons, and frustrating as it's been, have we had an absolutely dog shit uh, offensive line starting at the twenty? 20 or the 25, sorry. Oh, it's a touchback. Fucking touchback. Great. Then you've got 75 yards to go. Do you know what I mean? To, it's can't that's a nightmare. We've had no kick returns. So with a bit of luck again, Kaz Allen comes in and gives you that kick return that we had with Carter a few years ago. You know, that's the sort of thing that we need to sustain this top 15 quarterback play that we need Sam well, Howell to do. It makes it easier for him, doesn't it? Let's face it, you haven't got 75 yards every single Take the Dallas game down. as the example. Yeah. Now, everyone's... Exactly I've it. heard a lot of media... I've heard a lot of media, and this pisses me off to a treat, and I know we're going on a bit <laughs> of a rant here, but it pisses me off because all I keep hearing is, oh, well, it was a Dallas team that wasn't interested, and it was an end of season. Was it? Fuck. No. They were playing to win the division. Exactly. They that were press got started. All yeah. of their starters started that game. And it wasn't until the third quarter that they pulled Dak Prescott out of that game. That's and they he was pulled their shit. starters out. And he was terrible. But that's the thing. If we can get these interceptions, if we can get these short fields, I mean, you know, somehow two plays, two touchdowns. He's sitting there thinking, this is this is busy easy. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. You know what I mean? And you but just I mean, think, you yeah. Got, so you, you, what you want, really, you want, you want points with the least amount of plays on offense. Correct. Absolutely. Nice to see the explosive play. You know, we want to be 14 nil up against teams and then go, okay, dead on. Know, go at defense, stop these guys, and then let's get us some shorter fields because they're going to have to throw the ball more, which then allows the edge rushers to actually run at the quarterback more again, you know, to chase them down. So again, you know what they're going to do. They're not, they're not going to, they're going to be a one trick pony. You know, you're going to, they're going to be throwing the ball. 
Correct, yeah. So especially 14 nil down or 17 nil down to, to us, you know, that makes a massive difference. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Huge. Them seven, them seven points make, a, it's make a huge difference. And oh, how many man. times you're getting down to the red zone and you're like, oh, God, kick three. Oh. And then Joey Sly's missed. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. This is this is how it goes. But I really hope that we do get there. And, you know, I hope that's answered your question, Hog on the Mountain, because we've talked about it for about yeah, 20 look, minutes. We've talked around <laughs> it a bit there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. But yeah, that's it really for this week then, Scouse. I'm, I am on my holidays next week. Um, I'm away at Lanzarote. I'll be taking the selfie uh, stick uh, so we can have a bit of a we'll bit see. of a pod from there. Um, you know, I've got I've got the family, so I've got. To yeah, do there's a bit another of, question on here. I just found on on a. Oh, have you really? Go ahead, then you. you I think he's one of your mate. friends. I don't know him, David McCluskey. Okay, yeah. He goes yeah, after playing David. rugby with you for a few seasons, Scott. I noticed how at every rock, even though you were a forward, you actively avoided contact. So I want to know what position you would play in the NFL team. Uh, yeah, leader I... would be my suggestion. Absolutely right. He's nailed it there, and I don't avoid contact, Dave. You scruff. Um, yeah, this is this is a this is a man with the biggest shorts I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know, it, it looked it looked like there were it looked like he had two wind socks on underneath. But yeah, he's um no, he's a good lad, Dave. I like I like Dave. He's, he he was a, he was a good second row. Um, the only guy I've ever seen sent off uh, in it on a rugby field for uh, for chops in at the referee when it was actually just a little bit of. A funny banter back chat. He got uh, he he got uh, he red carded. It was quite funny. Um, I think that was Lehman against uh, against Bulmer. But yeah, good game that. Good game that. So, <laughs> Dave, to answer your question, mate, I'm not playing this game. I've got no clue where I'd be. Um, I think I'm better off suited sat in the stands or on this podcast being an. I've got, I've got the perfect position for you, mate. Go on, then, mate. Major Tuddy. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I ain't going in that dance squad, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Tickets, hot dog seller. Hot dog seller. Yeah. Sure need to be, yeah. 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 All right, guys. But yeah, thank you for listening and subscribing um, on, um, you know, on Apple or on Spotify, wherever you get this podcast from. Really appreciate it. Funny enough, obviously, we had a massive issue last year, uh, last week even, with the audio. Totally my fault. Um, hands up to that. And we didn't actually get the video out on time for YouTube because it just became an absolute nightmare and um, trying to edit and push it through. So apologies for that. Um, if you can like and subscribe to this on YouTube, that'd be great. We're not, Our numbers are steady now. I mean, I think it's because no one's podding. And we've kind of pinched all their audience, but we're uh, over <laughs> 500. We've been over 500 uh, listens for just over a month now. So um, hey, thank good. you for thank you for doing this. Yeah, we thanks, really, bro. really appreciate it. It's just me and Scouse, you know, we're just two blokes chopping it up, thinking we'll just talk like we're talking the pub. Um, so if you enjoy it and you've got any suggestions, you've got anything, you can reach out to us on the socials. Uh, they come up after we finish this pod. Thanks, everyone. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.